And hello, everyone, and welcome to our program, The Truth Will Set You Free, Bible Prophecy Edition. I'm Big Batista, along with my co-host, Nathan Jones, and we thank you for being part of today's program that we have titled Spirits of the Empires. So we encourage you to get your Bibles ready and uh, follow along with us. And those of you following us on social media or pray.com, we'd love for you to share this program with your friends and family so they can follow along with us as well. And of course, before we continue, I'm going to ask my co-host, Nathan Jones, if he will open us up with a word of prayer. Lord Jesus, as we continue to dive deep into Ezekiel, we pray that you'll open up our understanding of these passages so we may understand you better. And Lord, we rejoice in all those who tuned in, and we ask, Lord, that you'll bless us all in our study of your word. We thank you, Jesus, in your precious name. Amen. Amen. Again, you're tuned to the Truth Will Set You Free Bible Prophecy Edition. Big Batista Nathan Jones with Lamb Lion Ministry. Again, the title of our message is Spirit of the Empire. So stay tuned for today's program. But before we continue, I'm going to welcome my co-host of the program, Nathan Jones. Nathan, another wonderful week. Another wonderful week, brother. A busy ministry week. Uh, Lamb and Lion Ministries has been hitting the airwaves, hitting the streaming waves, hitting the classrooms, hitting the phone conversations. Uh, all the app platforms, we have been a very busy ministry this week. Isn't it amazing, Nathan? Isn't it fun to hit all the platforms? I love what you just shared because there's so many different outlets now that the ministry is involved in. And for someone that's new to our program, Nathan, would you be able to share with them how they can touch all those platforms? Well, absolutely. Uh, folks, if you're new to Lamb and Lion Ministries, we're a Bible prophecy teaching ministry. Our mission is to proclaim the soon return of Jesus Christ. We do that a number of different ways, but primarily through our uh, te television program, which is called Christ in Prophecy. Uh, Tim Moore and myself are the hosts of that. Uh, we also have uh, our outreach here, The Truth Will Set You Free, with Pastor Vic and myself. And uh, we have quite a number of conferences that we hold, both our annual conference that's coming up June 9th and 10th. Uh, if you haven't had a chance to join us uh, I believe by the time we air this, it will be that week. So please tune in to our YouTube, or if you want to come into the Dallas, Texas area, uh, please join us. Uh, you can uh, come to, um, we're holding it at a convention center in Denton, Texas. And so you can check us out primarily, too, through our website, ChristInProphecy.org, and our Lamb and Lion app. That sounds fantastic. Thank you so much, Nate. And Nathan, you and I also have opportunities sometimes to uh, be able to speak at different events as well as the ministry. And uh, you shared a wonderful Bible study, you were telling me also uh, via via Zoom, I believe. How did that go? Well, you know, it's funny since COVID, you know, I haven't even heard of Zoom. <laughs> I've always used Skype up till then. And then now we've got all these Zoom meetings popping up all over. And even when people got back to their daily lives again, they stayed on Zoom. Uh, this week was interesting because it was actually a phone conference call, which I hadn't done in years. But there's this Bible study in New England that meets all by telephone. So uh, both Tim last week and then me this week got the opportunity to teach a classroom full. We couldn't see them, but we could hear them. And that was exciting. Uh, so, yeah, brother, uh, uh, we go to churches. Uh, Tim and I were also at a, a church up in Oklahoma City, and we stopped by Prophecy Watchers and did some podcasts with Mondo, our founder, Dr. Reagan. He was able to preach at a local church in McKinney. You know, he's 
semi-retired now, so he doesn't preach outside of our own church. And tell us, brother, about what you did this past weekend. Oh, thank you, Nathan. Yeah, this past weekend was exciting for us as well. We've been, uh, uh, we have the uh, CCA that university, which was an outreach of our our ministry, which is Calvary Chapel Speedway Church, Nathan. And uh, we, we put a course together, the basics uh, of Bible prophecy plus, and just offering that through our university uh, for students who would like to um, uh, learn more about Bible prophecy or eschatology, because there's just a lot of churches out there that are not teaching biblical prophecy and we wanted to introduce that to students those that are hungry and those that are interested so we put a one-day course uh, from around 8 30 in the morning to to about three o'clock in the afternoon and we cover various topics such as the rapture uh the tribulation the uh book of daniel and then the book that you and i wrote uh the god's mighty angels or the mighty angels of revelation as well as the basics of Bible prophecy uh, Dr. Reagan and, and, and Mr. Nunley. So we use that as our textbook and uh, a, a wonderful church reach uh, Orlando opened the doors for us and uh, they had a number of students, the largest uh, that we had, and it was almost uh, close to 20 students that came and took the course and afterwards uh, we offer them a certificate of completion recognized by our CCA.University. So it was a fun week, Nathan. Uh, the students were overjoyed and it was a great privilege to use our materials uh, to be able to bless them and of course these courses are open to anyone any of our listeners that are interested they can get a hold of us at the ministry they can text us at 305-992-9537 or through lamb lion ministries and we would love to offer these uh at churches small groups uh whoever's hungry for for bible prophecy so it was a wonderful weekend nathan thank you so much yeah, praise the Lord. Yeah, and that on top of that, we have our television program going out on all the major networks like Daystar. Uh, we have our uh, podcast here going out on the major platforms like Pray.com and uh, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. So, hey, we're just so glad. However you guys connected with us, we're so glad you've tuned in as we continue to study through the book of Ezekiel. And so where are we today, Vic? Uh, what are we covering? Nathan, you know, we, you and I have been making our way through Ezekiel in chapter 28, and we began to uncover a very important subject matter or a topic dealing with the, the spiritual influences behind government, behind politics, uh, behind world rulers, according to Ephesians chapter 6. And one of those that we talked about was the spirit of Tyre. Uh, and uh, of course, there, as we were reading through Ezekiel chapter 28, suddenly we came across uh, a, a transition there from Tyre as a nation, as a people, to more as a person. And we took time to talk about Satan's influence or Lucifer influence in government. But also we, we were talking a little bit more descriptive of who Lucifer was who he used to be and how he fell because of pride. So Nathan, we had a wonderful time talking about that in our previous uh, program, but then you gave us a nice little background there and tied it all together regarding uh, Tyre as a nation and their historical fall according to uh, history and, and prophecy, how that was going to uh, take place. Yeah, I, I know you folks, if you've been following with us, you might be tired of Tyre. Uh, we're coming to the end of it. <laughs> but uh, just a little recap, it was a prophecy given by uh, the Lord through Ezekiel about 2,500 years ago that the nation of Tyre, or the city-state, I should say, of Tyre, which is in modern-day Lebanon, would fall. And there was a, a two-part prophecy 
Uh, it's a two-part city. The inland side of Tyre did go fall under Nebuchadnezzar's reign, and uh, so that was destroyed. But then later, Alexander the Great came in and defeated the island nation of Tyre, and it's so bad that it, it parts of it, if not all of it, if I read correctly, sunk into the ocean. I mean, he obliterated it, and that was the prophecy. That was the amazing part of it, that it would be so destroyed that the prophecy is that fishermen could spread their nets over the foundations because there's no buildings left. Now, you might look at a map today and say, well, wait, there's a tire in Lebanon, and it's true, it's a more modern one. It was built uh, not on the original locations, but the original tire was absolutely destroyed as the Bible prophesied. So, again, Bible prophecy is one of the best apologetics out there because only Christianity has fulfilled Bible prophecy, which proves that the Bible is the word of God and you can trust what it says. And so we are at the point now where we're kind of Ezekiel's peeling back the blind, so to speak, behind the spiritual world. And we're learning that not only was the destruction of Tyre meant as a destruction of a nation, but the spiritual forces behind it, the Lord was punishing well. And we learned that at that time of this prophecy, Satan himself was ruling, I guess, his kingdom, the earthly kingdom from Tyre. Nathan, and that is fascinating because also this is not the only time in Scripture where we find such a, a uh, an analogy or influencing of spiritual demonic ties behind uh, world empires. But even back in the book of Isaiah, Isaiah also prophesied something similar with the nation of Babylon as a uh, as a proverb. And what's interesting, Nathan, is as we read through, suddenly we see a transition. You can be reading about the nation and then suddenly it becomes personal. And that's what we noted in Ezekiel chapter 28. But it's also the same thing we noticed in Isaiah chapter 14. And we wanted to sort of peel back a little bit of what's happening in the spiritual realm. And we want to invite individuals to travel with us now to the book of Isaiah chapter 14, as we see a very similar uh, a picture as was painted for us with the spirit behind Tyre. So we want to invite those of you that are part of our program, get your Bibles ready. And we want to invite you to go with us to Isaiah chapter 14. Again, the title of our message is Spirit of the Empires. And we're going to be looking again at uh, some amazing things regarding this fallen angel, Lucifer, Satan himself. And now he has been influencing empires from a very long time ago. So, Nathan, if you would, I was going to uh, jump there in Isaiah chapter 14 and read verses 4 through 11. And then if you can read that transition there in Isaiah chapter 14, verses 12 through 17, in case someone doesn't have a Bible. Sure. Uh, I'd recommend you pick up in three, though, since that's the beginning of uh, thought in this passage. That sounds fantastic, Nathan. So I will do that. I'll do three through 11, and this way individuals can follow along with us. All right. Let's read. And it opens, and it shall come to pass in the day the Lord gives you rest from your sorrow and from your fears and the hard bondages in which you were made to serve, that you will take up a proverb against the king of Babylon and say how the oppressed has ceased and the golden city ceased. The Lord has broken the staff of his wicked, the scepter of the rulers. He who struck the people in the wrath, a continual stroke. He who ruled the nations in anger is persecuted and no one hinders. The whole earth is at rest and quiet and they break forth into singing. Indeed, the cypress trees rejoice over you and the cedars of Lebanon saying, since you were cut down, no woodsman has come up against us. 
hell from beneath is excited about you to meet you at your coming. It stirs up the dead for you, all the chief ones of the earth. It has raised up for their thrones, all the kings of the nations. They all shall speak and say to you, have you also become as weak as we? Have you become like us? Verse 11, your pump is brought down to shield and the sound of your string instruments the maggots is spread under you and worms cover you. Verse 12, Nathan, amazing transition. Yes. Okay. So we're talking about uh, the fall of Tyre. And now we just learned about the ones who conquered Tyre, Babylon, and their fall. But now we're going to switch gears to a different fall. Verse 12. How you have fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning. How you are cut down to the ground, you who weaken the nations. For you have said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will also sit on the mount of the congregation on the farthest sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. Yet you shall be brought down to Sheol to the lowest depths of the pit. And those who see you will gaze at you and consider you saying, Is this the man who made the whole earth tremble? Who shook kingdoms? Who made the world as a wilderness and destroyed its cities? Who did not open the house of his prisoners? All the kings of the nations, all of them, sleep in glory, everyone in his own house. But you are cast out of your grave like an abominable branch, like the garment of those who are slain, thrust through with the sword, who go down to the stones of the pit, like a corpse trotted underfoot. You will not be joined with them in burial, because you have destroyed your land and slain your people. The brood of evildoers shall never be named. Prepare slaughter for his children because of the iniquity of their fathers, lest they rise up and possess the land and fill the face of the world with cities. Nathan, that is an amazing passage. And here again, we see that it starts out talking about a nation, Babylon, if you will, a people. And then we see this amazing transition that you read for us there in verse 12. And it starts to talk about an individual, but it actually names him there. And that's what I found fascinating behind the spirit entities behind were rulers that sometimes people tend to miss, right, Nathan? Well, yeah, uh, we tend to forget that uh, the Lord gave Adam and Eve the title deed to the earth. It was theirs to uh, grow and control and cultivate. But when they sinned, the title deed was given over to Satan. Well, how do we know this? Because when Jesus Christ was tempted by Satan, Satan could offer Jesus a control of the world. It was his to offer. But when Christ died on the cross for our sins, he beat death and then reclaimed the title deed to the earth. We read about that in Revelation chapters 4 and 5, how Jesus is the slain lamb who is the only one worthy to pick up the seven-sealed scroll, which is the title deed to the earth, and open those seals. So we're just waiting in the interim during this church age for Jesus to return, reclaim the title, and then kick Satan out. And that's why I love this passage, because you know, not we can go through the details of who Satan is, but in the end... His demise has been prophesied, and this is a prophecy, Isaiah, 2,700 years ago, that Satan's demise was prophesied ancient, long time ago. It will happen. We read in the book of Revelation that like Babylon fell here, Babylon will one day fall again in its mystery form during the tribulation time period where Satan will rule through a man John calls the Antichrist, and he will rule over the entire world, and the Lord will destroy his capital, which happens to be called Babylon. Now, I don't know if it's a 
a symbolic name of whatever he'll call his city, but there'll be two destructions of Babylon here because throughout the Bible, Babylon is always considered a symbol and a seat of wickedness in this world. Nathan, that is that is so amazing. And we find again, this is just uh, we see the, 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 the fall of these nations, the fall of these kings. The number one thing is pride, because oftentimes power gets to their heads and they actually begin to think that they are like God. Nathan, what I noted there in Isaiah chapter 14 uh, verses uh, 13 uh, through 14 is how many times the word I appears uh, as, as the as Satan and these rulers, uh, their focus seems to be on themselves. Verse 13 says, for you have said in your heart, I will ascend from heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will also sit on the mount of the congregation on the on the furthest side of the north verse 14 i will ascend above the heights of the clouds i will be like the most high nathan every time we put i in the middle that there's a problem it needs to be the lord first not i <laughs> well that's that's really insightful i've never noticed that before but you're absolutely right uh, satan used to be the cherub uh, the the greatest of all creation as we said in the last episode uh, he was the anointed cherub, but he was the worship leader over the heavenly choir. He also was the guardian cherub over the throne of God. And so he was the most exalted creature in all of creation. And you're right, it went to his head. And here, here the Lord kind of reveals what he was saying back. Now, this is, pro this is well before the fall of, of mankind. This is the fall of angel kind. And we see inside Satan's heart what it was. And it was pride. And doesn't it seem like pride is always the first sin? Well, Nathan, and, and that's exactly, we noted it back in Matthew chapter 4, that temptation when Satan came tempting Jesus after he was fasting. He offered him all the kingdoms of the world, saying, you know, that in a sense, he felt if, if he was to bow down to him, he would get all these things. And, and the pride in Satan, a creative being, to think that he will be even close to equal to our Lord. And the Lord basically rebuked them with one word. And, and, and it is pride, Nathan. I think that's one of the challenges that um, we all face and we all need to be careful. And that's why the Bible tells us in James that we need to humble ourselves uh, before the Lord or else we're going to be brought down. So, yeah, I think it's a lesson for anyone who's tuned into a program, us as well, how important it is for us to constantly guard our hearts and again for those of you that just tuned in you're tuned into a truth we said if we bible prophecy edition big batista nathan jones with lamb lion ministry we're talking about the spirit of the empires and also the fall of these uh, empires so yes nathan definitely something for us to guard ourselves against well yeah, that's very insightful it's true uh, it's what is the old saying pride goes before the fall and uh, that, that comes right here to Isaiah chapter 14, as well as Ezekiel chapter 28, uh, we see that that pride led Satan to fall. And when Satan fell, the sins became worse and worse. Uh, we read in Zechariah 3 that that he became the accuser. He he goes before the Lord and he accuses the saints day and night. Uh, we read in Job 1 how he's considered the adversary, which is where we get the, the word Satan. It's uh, Hebrew uh, for adversary. The meaning is Satan. He's also called Beelzebub in Matthew 12. It's the Lord of the flies or the Lord of dung. In other words, uh, he might be worshipped amongst his minions, those demons that fell with him, and those people who you know, create 
well, they had Satan Con last month. I mean, you know, these type of people. But what do you see the Lord of? Just flies and dung, you know, nothing important. He's called Belial in 2 Corinthians 6, He's which means worthless or a hopeless ruin. Uh, Revelation 12, 9 calls him the deceiver and 9, 11, the destroyer. Uh, he's called the devil, which is Diablos, which means slanderer, defamer. Uh, Revelation 12 pictures him as a dragon. In Matthew 13, he's called the enemy. I could go on and on and on. Uh, you know, the god of this world, the prince of this world, the roaring lion, the ruler of darkness, the serpent, the tempter, the thief, and the wicked one. But, uh, I mean, how detestable is Satan? He, he might be the most powerful creature, or I wouldn't say might, he is. He is the most powerful creature ever made. But that's like stacking an ant against a giant. Satan is no match for Christ. And when Jesus Christ returns, all he does is speak. And Satan's enemies melt before Christ. And Christ sends an angel with this giant chain, and he has him tied up, and he throws him into the bottomless pit. And after a thousand years, then he will be sent to the lake of fire. So Satan is living on borrowed time. His pride has caused his fall, and it's also caused his destruction. And you're right, brother. We can learn from that. Nathan, and, and as we've been making our, our way through Ezekiel, we see the, the powerful word of God and how he does uh, bring the enemy down, how he does bring kingdoms down, how he brings uh, Satan down. And, and we also possess that same power uh, when we pray, when we, we, when we invite the Lord into our circumstances, into our situations. No matter what we're going through, we have such power at our disposal, not to fear. All we simply need is to kneel down and say, Lord, we need your help. And the Bible says that God dispatches his holy angels on our side. We see that great example there as we go back to Ezekiel chapter 28 in a reference, Nathan, that you made for us there, looking at verse 11 and 14 regarding uh, his fall. It was prophesied. Ezekiel 20:11 says, moreover, the word of the Lord came to me saying, son of man, take up a lamentation for the king of Tyre and say to him, thus says the Lord God. You were the seal of perfection, full of wisdom and perfect in beauty. You were the Eden, the garden of God, the most precious stone covering. The sardis, the topaz, the diamond, beryl, onyx, jasper, sapphire, turquoise, and, and, and excuse me, an emerald with gold. The worksmanship of your timber and pipes was prepared for you on that day you were created. And, and you were the anointed cherub who covered. I established you. You were the on the holy mountain of God. You walk back and forth in the midst of the fiery stones. And it talks about all these things that Satan was. And then it says until iniquity was found in him. And then he was cast out. And, and this is amazing to me, Nathan, because, you know, God would allow us sometimes to get away with certain things for a certain time. But then that judgment comes. The disciplinary action comes. And the reality is we, rec we recognize that we are nothing but dust. And that's why these passages are so important, because as we switch gears and we look at the next judgment, and that will be the judgment against Tyre and the fall of sight, excuse me, the judgment against Sidon and the fall of Sidon. So, Nathan, we see again these these nations that were once uh, opposing God's people, Israel. Now God begins to deal with them. And uh, it's just amazing the way that things unfold. Yeah, if yeah. we go back to this passage too, we we see in verse 17 how it says your heart was lifted up because of your beauty. You corrupted your wisdom for the sake of your splendor. So 
it's interesting that God, who knows everything, he knows from the beginnings from the ends, would create a being of such incredible beauty. I mean, again, Satan, or I should say Lucifer, was, as he used to be called, was the anointed cherub. He was, you know, even above Michael the archangel, he was the number one. Matter of fact, that's why Mark, uh, we, as we read, it was in um, where Michael has to stand up against him. But even Michael says, the Lord rebuke you, because he knows that you know, even he can't take Satan on. So our foe is tremendously powerful, the most powerful created being in all of existence. And yet here, uh, his he fell, he caused his own fall and his own destruction. And when it comes time for the Lord to, to finally defeat him, he'll easily defeat him. And that, that's the beauty of, of understanding that the sides, you know, we, I think as a society, we get this idea of yin and yang, that you've got Jesus, the yin, and Satan, the yang. They're equal in power and strength. They're, they're like brothers as the... Um, uh, the cults teach, and that they're always at war with each other. Well, the forces of Satan and the forces of the God are at war with each other, although the forces of Satan are only a third the size as the fort of God. They're two-thirds uh, stayed in heaven and saved uh, with the Lord, but a third rebelled and were cast out. Uh, and what we see here is that they, they, they seem terrifying right now. I, I mean, just watch the news, man. It seems like, what, Ukraine sent a, a drone into attack uh the Kremlin uh, recently, and you're like, oh, is World War III going to break out? And, you know, there's these fearful things because the enemy is behind all these world powers and causing all this trouble. And then you realize that he's he's Beelzebub. He's Lord of the Flies. He's, for all his might and power, he's insignificant compared to the power of the Creator. And so we know that when we we're on the Lord's side, we're on the winning side. Why anyone would want to side with Satan? He's already been defeated He's just waiting out the day for his execution to be done. And in the meantime, he's going to do a lot of damage, absolutely. And the greatest of the damage is still to come. But uh, if you, you're a follower of Jesus Christ, you put your faith and trust in him, then you are clearly on the winning side. Nathan, I love that. And, and you see, that's that's what it is. The Bible shows us such wonderful reminders how things are going to wrap up. We don't have to fear. We don't have to worry. If we have placed our trust in Jesus Christ, listen, we're going to be out of here. We believe in the rapture of the church. We believe before all these judgments come, we're going to be in heaven. But Satan does live on borrowed time because according to Revelation chapter 12, the Bible says that he knows that his time is short. Likewise, our time is short here on this earth because if his time is short, ours is even shorter, shorter because we believe we're going to be taken out before this judgment comes. And that's why for you that are part of the program that do not have a relationship with Jesus, we want you to recognize how much God loves you, what a great plan he has for your life. You do not have to live in fear. You have to live by faith, but it starts with our relationship with Jesus. And then he will cover you by your blood and cleanse you from all your sins if you trust in him. And Nathan, I know we only have about a minute left to this segment of the program. Would you be able to share an invitation to someone who's out there, maybe a lifeline and how they can come to a relationship with the Lord while there's still time? Absolutely. You can have victory in Jesus Christ over the evil of this world and of our own pride and fallen nature. But it requires something that's almost the hardest thing to do if the Holy Spirit didn't help us, and that's to surrender our pride to the Lord, to go before him in prayer, in faith and repentance, pray from your heart. Lord Jesus, I know I'm a sinner. I've been in rebellion against you. Please, I don't want that anymore. 
uh, forgive me of my sins. I want to make you the Lord and Savior of my life. The Lord promises then that your sins will be forgiven. The guilt will be washed away and you will have victory in Jesus Christ. Ooh, and we say praise the Lord and hallelujah to that. And listen, if you trusted in Christ, if you pray that prayer, wherever you are, whatever platform you're listening to us from, we would love to hear from you. We would love to pray with you. We would like to rejoice with you. You can call or text us at 305-992-9537. We'd love to send you a Bible and a Bible study guide so you can grow in your relationship with the Lord. But more so, we want to say congratulations. Nathan and I, we love feedback. We love to hear from you. And we are so excited for you starting this new relationship with the Lord. Nathan, thank you so much for sharing that wonderful invitation with our listeners because we know that people are listening out there. Yes, uh, we hope that uh, the Lord, the Holy Spirit has touched you where you're at and helps guide your life and walk, guide your paths straight to him. Amen. And of course, we ran out of time for this segment of the program, but we encourage you to continue to stay tuned into our, uh, our other programs coming up here and the truth will set you free. And uh, if you need anything, reach out to us. We would love to be able to pray with you. But since we ran out of time for this segment of the program, we want to say thank you for being part of it. Big Batista Nathan Jones saying goodbye. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. Have a wonderful day.